safer sex. Intercourse. Condoms. Sexually transmitted infection. HIV. HIV. Sexual health. Treatment. Prevention. Sexual attraction. Sexually transmitted infection. Contraceptive. Sexual health. Hi, I'm Heather from Sydney Sexual Health Centre. Welcome back to our podcast. In this podcast series, we talk about key issues related to sexual health and everything connected to it. The first week in June is HIV testing week in New South Wales, so this time around we're talking about testing for HIV. The main aim of this year's HIV testing week campaign is to increase HIV testing in populations who are often diagnosed late in HIV infection. Those groups include heterosexual people who might be at risk of HIV exposure and people from high prevalence countries, particularly Sub-Saharan Africa, Asia and the Pacific and Latin America, as well as partners of people from high prevalence countries. So here's some statistics to put this campaign in context. There are around 10,000 people living with HIV in New South Wales. At least 10% of those people don't know they have it. Being diagnosed at a late stage of infection increases the risk of serious health consequences and can contribute to ongoing HIV transmission. But there's good news. HIV treatment is now successful enough that people who are diagnosed and begin treatment early have a near normal life expectancy compared to the general population. People who go on treatment and achieve and maintain an undetectable viral load also can't pass on HIV to anyone else. This is why we're trying to get as many people as possible tested and on treatment. We spoke to Gay Stackpool from the Multicultural HIV and Hepatitis Service about HIV testing and culturally and linguistically diverse communities. Um, my name's Gay Stackpool. I'm the Deputy Manager of the Multicultural HIV and Hepatitis Service. Um, we're a statewide service. We're funded by New South Wales Health um, and we're hosted by Sydney Local Health District. Our service is the only service of its kind in New South Wales um, and as the name implies, our, our role is to work with culturally and linguistically diverse communities in New South Wales around both HIV and viral hepatitis, specifically hepatitis B and hepatitis C. We, um, we employ a number of specialist bilingual, bicultural workers. Uh, I think we have a pool now of 85 to 90 casual um, bilingual, bicultural workers. And um, they cover oh, probably something like 20 language groups. So our reach um, has the potential to be very, very broad. The aim of HIV Testing Week this year is to increase testing in populations who are often diagnosed late. This includes culturally and linguistically diverse communities whom you primarily work with. Why is this community at risk of late HIV diagnosis? There's no easy answer to that, Heather. <laughs> um, and there's no one simple answer. I think you know, there's a whole range of things for why um, people from cow backgrounds might be diagnosed um, late. I think one thing um, that I'd just like to point out in terms of CALD communities is that we often talk about them as one community, as one homogenous community, um, and I think often we can lose sight of the fact that um, there's diversity 
amongst CAL communities, um, both sort of between and within communities, um, and that often, you know, programs need to be targeted and adapted to those um, differences and to that diversity. Within, within CAL communities, I think, you know, HIV is often um, highly stigmatised. And, you know, and a positive diagnosis can um, bring around enormous shame, um, discrimination and, and fear of rejection by, you know, a person's family and friends. Um, confidentiality and privacy are also um, a big issue um, among CAL communities. And if someone has had the experience in their country of birth where their confidentiality uh, has been breached, then I think there can be a, a lack of trust um, that's sort of transferred to services here. There's also a lot of fear around receiving a positive diagnosis, as there will be amongst um, mainstream communities as well. And people's experience of HIV in their country of origin can be very different to the experience of HIV in Australia today. Um, HIV is often perceived as being synonymous with AIDS and therefore synonymous with death. And people may not also um, perceive themselves as being at risk. In many cultures, um, people only go to the doctor or seek medical help if they're sick. So why, do, why would I go and see a doctor if I'm well? Why would I have a test for something um, if I'm well? New South Wales Health lists high prevalence countries as Sub-Saharan Africa, Asia and the Pacific and Latin America. What do people from these communities and their medical practitioners need to know about HIV and HIV testing? They need to know um, that a diagnosis of HIV doesn't mean that they're going to die, um, that, that, that there are very effective treatments that are readily available, um, and that living with HIV um, now means that you can live a very long, healthy life um, and you can have children who are free of HIV. I think communities um, and the doctors also need to know um, that there is support and help available uh, for people who are living with HIV. Our service offers a psychosocial support service to people uh, from CAL backgrounds who are living with HIV. It's a free service um, and it's private and it's confidential. What should clinicians with culturally and linguistically diverse client groups be looking for and what should they be doing? I think doctors um, need to be aware that if people are from high prevalence countries um, that they um, need to be proactive about talking to their patients about HIV and encouraging testing um, even if the person has no symptoms. Uh, that there are a range of testing options available. Um, there's rapid testing clinics, there's sexual health clinics, after hours clinics, and now home testing is uh, easily available in New South Wales. Um, all people have to do is order a test online that will be um, delivered home. Um, basically, that testing is available to um, people from high prevalence countries men who have sex with men and people who may have had um, past or have current partners from a high prevalence country. They go onto the website, um, answer some questions. If they meet the criteria, they are then sent a kit um, that's delivered to an address of their choosing. They do the test at home. It involves uh, pricking your finger as you would if you were a diabetic doing a blood test. Five drops of blood are then um, put onto a test card, the blood is dried, and then the test card is sent back to the lab. 
the person receives their results within seven days, they can nominate how they would like to receive their results. That can be via email, via text message or a telephone call. The results are delivered by nurses from the sexual health info link. If there is a positive result, my understanding is that the person um, is then linked with a relevant service and a standard HIV blood test um, is done to confirm the result. HIV treatment has come a really long way in recent years. People living with HIV who are on treatment now have a near normal life expectancy. How can we get more people in the communities you work with testing for HIV and getting on treatment earlier? I think we need to improve their awareness and understanding of HIV. Um, we need to let them know that the landscape has really changed um, and that living with HIV um, is no longer a death sentence, um, that people can live long, healthy, happy and productive lives, um, that, um, and that also that being on treatment um, also prevents the transmission of HIV to other people. But we also need to um, break down the barriers um, and the stigma associated with HIV. What's the main message you'd like to convey to community members who may not think they're at risk for HIV? I think they need to know that testing is really easy, it's convenient, um, it's fast. They need to know the testing options available, as do, um, as do doctors. And um, they need to know that you know, if there is a positive diagnosis, there is a lot of help and support out there and that they can live long, healthy, um, productive lives. That was Gay Stackpole from the amazing Multicultural HIV and Hepatitis Service. We also spoke to Diane Neroni from South East Sydney Local Health District's HIV Community Outreach Team. Um, so my name's Diane Neroni and I'm a mother of four children um, and I'm also working with a New South Wales Health at the moment part-time as a Community Engagement Officer with the HIV Outreach Team. So the aim of HIV Testing Week this year is to increase testing in populations who are often diagnosed late. New South Wales health data shows that heterosexual people with HIV are more likely to be diagnosed at a late stage of infection than gay and bisexual men. Why is this the case? I think there's not enough um, awareness within the heterosexual community that there is a potential of risk. I think we tend to focus so much on talking around um, the gay issues with HIV um, in general that often people think this doesn't relate to me and therefore it's not a risk. Um, and that's not the case and, and that's partially why we tend to be late diagnosis. I think it's roughly around 49%, isn't it, um, that are diagnosed late. And, the sad thing about that is the health outcomes long-term are much worse if you're a late diagnosis. So what does a late diagnosis of HIV mean for a person in terms of long-term health outcomes? Well, myself, I was very, very late. So I was well-progressed in um, uh, the final stages, um, which we used to refer to as an AIDS diagnosis. Um, so I had an, a multiple of health issues which um, over the years of having um, lived with HIV and being unaware, the inflammation does a lot of damage to your body and some of that damage is irreversible. Um, so now we run high risk of 
cancers, we run at high risk of cardiovascular disease, um, which I have both. Um, and so seven years ago, I was diagnosed very late and already I'm exhibiting ageing issues that um, someone in their 60s or 70s would exhibit and I'm only 50 years old. So, HIV treatment today is really good at keeping people healthy, but people can't access treatment if they don't know they have HIV. How can we get more people in the communities you work with testing for HIV and getting on treatment earlier? I think the biggest thing that prevents people from testing is fear. And we've got to understand that fear is no longer a factor, that as you just said, people can live well, they can live healthy, normal lives, especially if they're diagnosed at the very early stages. So other than just looking at prevention, we need to test so that we get diagnosed early and get on treatment. Um, this um, is, the, I guess the biggest issue is fear and stigma. And as long as we start talking about this as a regular illness that can happen to anybody, uh, it's just a virus, um, and start understanding that it is something that we can control, we can get more people testing. I feel that um, at the end of the day, if we treated testing like we treated having our annual pap smears or we treated it like we went to our annual dentist checkup as a regular sexual health checkup, whether we're in a um, committed relationship or not, then we're negating that risk, aren't we? Here's some more interesting statistics. 64% of HIV diagnoses in New South Wales are made in services other than sexual health clinics, and around 40% of HIV diagnoses are made by GPs who may only make a small number of diagnoses in their career. So what should GPs and clinicians be looking for and what should they be doing? Um, this is really relative to my story as well because I did go to a number of GPs um, presenting with an opportunistic infection called PCP and was misdiagnosed on numerous occasions by numerous GPs. And I think there was this um, overall um, decision that they saw a mother, they saw a woman, and so therefore they discounted the possibility that this could be a HIV-related illness. Um, so I think that GPs need to really broaden their ideas around who fits this um, criteria. And often I hear of other positive women say to me that when they've gone to get tested by their GPs, that often they'll say, oh, you're not at risk, there's no need to do a HIV test. Um, and I think it's time that we started changing that thinking, especially um, amongst our medical practitioners. And it's often that they don't get those diagnoses unless they're an inner city practitioner. But um, in saying that, they really need to start promoting that um, this is something that we need to broaden our horizons on because we look to the UK or the USA and the heterosexual rate is increasing rapidly and we know that trends tend to trickle down to Australia eventually and so why not prepare ourselves now and start changing this discussion even amongst our medical professionals. What's the main thing that you want to say to people in the community who might not think that they're at risk for HIV? Look, I think the key message is to just um, bite the bullet and accept that this is part of our community and that this is something that we should just treat just like I said before 
if we're having a pap smear or we're having a dental checkup as an annual checkup, why not get a HIV test annually as well, just to um, make sure that you've covered all bases. That was Diane Neone, who looks like she's going to do great work in her new role with the South East Sydney Local Health District HIV Community Outreach Team. Southeastern Sydney Local Health District promotes HIV testing for anyone who might be at risk. That includes people in the key priority populations we work with at Sydney Sexual Health Centre, so gay men, bisexual men and other men who have sex with men, sex workers, young people, Aboriginal people and people who inject drugs. But testing is also encouraged for some people outside those priority populations, such as pregnant women, anyone with multiple partners or a recent partner change, anyone diagnosed with an STI or hepatitis B or C, and people who report having unprotected intercourse with a partner whose HIV status is unknown. Clinicians should also consider the HIV status of people from high prevalence countries and their partners. And of course, testing should be made available to anyone who proactively requests a HIV test. These guidelines from Southeastern Sydney Local Health District are in line with the Australian National HIV Testing Protocol. To read more about the National Testing Protocol, go to testingportal.ashm.org.au forward slash HIV. HIV Testing Week runs from the 1st to the 7th of June. We'll be putting out more content for health professionals and community members throughout HIV Testing Week, so keep an eye on our social media profiles. You've been listening to the HIV Testing Week episode of Sydney Sexual Health Centre's new podcast. We're hoping to bring you more of these, so share the link and subscribe.